1: Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. I'm your host of today's show with insightful BS from my Laker teammates and NBA legends around the league. But today we're going El Solo. We are by ourselves. It's just Ari and I. And Ari, we're going to open the show up with a little bit of talk about the Lakers and the season they just finished. We'll cover a little bit of the Clippers and then we'll jump into the playoffs and last but not least, I know you've been itching to hear about this. This Winning Time uh, that's out there. Real Everybody's favorite show. Why, oh, well, why, by right the way, here. why anyway. were you
0: laughing to start the show? What was so funny?
1: Because I can't believe that I'm all rough. You know, I got a show tonight at ABC, so I haven't shaved. So this is uh, kind of different looking for me on the show. <laughs> you got to shave, buddy. You got to shave. Know, Actually, cause... you should
0: just grow the full beard out. When we first started doing I... the show.
1: Yeah, I have. I have not. I... I can't see that. Anyway, (laughs) the Lakers. Uh, Why can't we talk about the Lakers that haven't been said or don't want to be said? Uh, Again, let's talk about the players. Uh, Lakers had a dismal season this year. Ended just, uh, actually, on a little high note, I think you got a chance to see some of their younger players and Reeves and Monk and THT and that kid, Gabriel. I like him. Uh, You can kind of see the future in the Lakers. Obviously, they're going to need some other pieces, but... Uh, I was a little encouraged as well as I was disappointed. Your thoughts.
0: I mean, it's, it's extremely disappointing. You know, I mean, this is a team that when you have LeBron, you're expected to compete for championships and this is now LeBron's second time with the Lakers to not make the playoffs. Um, And I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta hurt that the Pelicans are, you know, in the playoffs and playing well with, with Brandon Ingram. I mean, Doesn't it? I mean, not to say that the Lakers should redo that trade or would redo that trade, but it's still it's it's one of those things where Lakers won won the championship in the bubble. They don't do that without without Davis, right? I mean, that's obvious. So we can go back and say, well, if they had Brandon Ingram now, they'd be in in a better position. But they don't win the title in the bubble without date without that trade. So I'm not gonna rewrite history here, but it's just it's got it's disappointing, right? It's disappointing for Lakers to to not make the playoffs while you know, some of these
1: guys they traded for Davis is, uh, you know, are, are playing well for the Pelicans. That's what I see. But, I mean, you could talk about Crusoe being in Chicago, best True. defensive player. So, no, I, I think those kids are We're going to do what they're going to do. Obviously, with maturity and more experience, they're, they're turning out to be some pretty good players. But uh, sometimes you trade young, youth for a championship, which we did. But this year, it's sad. And I can tell, already in your face that you're real hurt about it. Because you know, then the Mavs are uh, better watch out because they don't get they might get their ass kicked, but that's another story. We'll get cool. to that later. Did you see what your, your boy
0: Magic said? This is the worst team in the history of Lakers franchise. Yes. And
1: I would agree. I would agree. I, I wow. think 90s right there when you had that Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones and when you were coaching, either <laughs> assistant coaching. <laughs> Uh, was a, a, a weird team too, but I mean, for the team to just falling their face the way they did, no lack of energy, no lack of, uh, of, uh, of a pride and wearing that Laker uniform. I think that was a disappointing factor. And I think that's what kind of what magic allude to a little bit, right? Uh, you have LeBron. Was,
0: the, None of those nineties teams had a guy like LeBron. I mean, Nick van Knight, Nick, Nick, if Nick at night was good. Nick van Axel was really good, but yeah, some sorry. good players. But nothing uh, like
1: LeBron. Just a hard season all the way around. But again, I think now, you know, they they uh unfortunately Coach Vogel got the escape cut, uh, kind of like falls on his shoulders, which it does as a head coach. It's your job. Again, injuries are part of the game. So you got to figure out how to come in that A slot. And the Lakers what fell from fifth to, to out of the playoffs uh in a matter of about a month and a half. So uh they released Frank. And I'm making a bold prediction, Ari, right here. Okay. Bold prediction right now. The Mavs are gonna beat Utah. Wow. And when Utah loses, they're gonna fire Quinn Snyder, and Quinn Snyder will be the Lakers head coach. Wow, that is bold. I'd love that. What bold bold statement. You think they'd fire Quinn if they lost in the first round? Oh, yeah, because they're not doing anything. And they they've had their their championship run was what two years ago when they yeah. were really good. Now they're just struggling with a team here and I'm just going out on a limb. I don't have any information, no inside information, no outside information. I'm just looking at the game and kind of seeing, and you know, Quinn has been targeted from what I've heard uh, that he's one of the candidates for the Lakers job, but he's a I- really
0: good coach. And honestly, the Lakers are a franchise coop that, I mean, even if he didn't get fired for the jazz, if I'm, lakers i might make a push to to hire him away from the jazz because that's i mean obviously you're talking to a marquee franchise so
1: um that that's a good call he's and a great i think coach. he'll have the players respect too i think he's one of those coaches that got that fire and he already he looks over there guy got some big ass hands you ever notice quince not his hand his fingers are long Long fingers. And that was interesting. So watch that guy point the other day. His fingers were all the way out here. (laughs) man. Anyway, I like him though. I think he has the right kind of attitude. I think he has intensity and I think he will have the players respect, but you know what? It doesn't matter who the Lakers hire for the head coach. These players are going to have to respect him coming in or, or next now that the uh, sickle, the sickle is going to fall on somebody else's head and now it won't be the coach. Because you already blame the coach, now it's going to be somebody else. But I think the Lakers will rebound and they'll do well. They got some good pieces. I don't see them getting rid of Westbrook. I see Westbrook, James, and AV trying to have to figure this thing out because they put too much money and too much fever. They into- got to get rid of Westbrook, dude. They I mean? got. They got to get rid of, rid of Westbrook. In fact, I
0: was going to say I don't. It's never on one person, but I think it was he's the biggest reason this team. Ended up where it ended up. I think his attitude seeped into that locker room. Yeah. And it it was toxic. They have to, they, they got to eat the money. I mean, they got to lure all dang that thing if they need to, but they got it. They've got to get rid of Westbrook.
1: I You know what? I was thinking about that too already, but you got to remember what Westbrook was brought here for. He was that third scorer. I think it's going to be more so up to AD keeping staying healthy, man. He's going to have to stay healthy. Now you keep Westbrook in his position, not saying that he's not a lesser player, but you keep him for what you brought him for, that intensity, that fire, the the ability to push the ball up the floor, and you got to have LeBron. You got to have them guys like 80% of the time on the court. And then I think Westbrook's attitude, won't seep in because now with ad and this is one of the things about us uh would play with the lakers if a player got hurt like magic missed probably about five or six games one season kareem very very rarely missed but let's just take magic magic Mm -hmm. missed a couple games one season and when he he's not there and obviously doing his doctor's appointment he's missing and he's got his you his voice loses the power so you have a tendency not to listen to him. So when he comes back and again, that's just the nature of the beast in the locker room, you know, you guys are listening. I'm listening to guys that's out there in the, in the battle with me. Yeah. We knew magic was important. We knew he was going to come back, but when you get if let's say magic had missed 30, 40, 50 games, his voice became, becomes a ghost now. Okay. He might be there saying something, but it doesn't have that, that uh, strength that it has when he's out there in the woods. So I think, that's why Westbrook's attitude was able to slip in there and just mess things up real bad because guys on the court. It's one thing you got to give him. That guy came to play every single game. like last three games, I think he just – Lakers just, okay, let's throw it out and sit him down. But he came to play, and if you got LeBron – A.D. in that locker room 80 percent of the time, then his his attitude or any negativity that comes with him. And there's a little bit that comes with him. I don't think it prevails in that locker room like it really did this year. Can can LeBron be that leader? Do you think he can? Yes, I think he can. But I think he needs A.D. I think LeBron has a tendency, not necessarily don't want to, but he's trying to pass the torch in in a nice sense. You know, because sometimes you need to step back. He knows his he's on the tail end of his career. He probably has another a good, a good two years left in his game. He probably can extend that to three by just going through the motions because he's that good of a player. But I think he has one or two good years left in him. But you need another voice in that locker room. And uh, he needs AD out there performing because you got to have that other go-to person. Westbrook's not a go-to guy. He can right. score points for you, but you need another person where he can throw the ball and take a breather on that other side and know that a good shot's going to be taken and you're probably going to get a good score.
0: You, you've coached. You've coached at a bunch of different levels. You were an assistant for the Lakers. You won a WNBA championship, a couple for the um, for the WNBA, the Sparks, the, the D League, G League. What kind of a coach do the
1: Lakers need? I think Snyder. I think he's the type of player. You got, have to have somebody with not necessarily a strong personality, but he has to have that, that coaching background, that coaching uh, pedigree that it takes. Even though you've been an assistant somewhere else, you know, because that's what I was saying. One of the things Lakers need to do, look at pop of this bench. I'd go over there and get one of them lifers over there or one of those assistant coaches that's been in the league. At least they're learning while they're sitting behind a great coach. And I think what, what's going to have to happen is – and and if you look at the coaches that are doing well. Let's say you take Monty for uh, uh, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the coach uh, – like his name – excuse me now – but Northern Pelicans coach. Look at all the coaches he sat behind. I think that's why they're kind of finding their way through this. You need a coach like that. Another one would be um, – um Mm -hmm. uh what's uh no no i don't want him that right you know i
0: mean like he long i mean worked his way up
1: from video coordinator to assistant coach so kind of the same thing learned under riley so yeah sam cassell that's the one i was thinking for yeah i think he would be a good coach i think he has his strength he has uh uh he still carry a chip on his shoulder being a former player and i think the players will be receptive to him i think they'll respect him because again when you played this game at the level that he did he won a championship that brings respect as opposed to bringing in a guy that has never won a championship that's going to try to tell you how to play i think you have to gain your respect well sam will come in with that patch on his shoulder hey listen guys this is how we're going to do it and i think that's what the lakers need but i really do believe like i made my my pitch i think quinn snyder is the lakers next head coach hey michael cooper here BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop on mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus from basketball. Football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And I think that's what the Lakers need. But I really do believe, like I made my my pitch. I think Quinn Snyder is the Lakers' next head coach. I didn't get you didn't hear that from me. I didn't talk to uh <laughs> or genie or anybody like that. I haven't yes. done anything yes. yet. I'm just looking and trying to see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the Lakers. And uh <laughs> it hurts me to see Boston doing so well. Uh, but we'll get to them. But uh my Lakers will be we'll rebound. We the Lakers rebound faster than any any organization that's on a losing streak. We've always rebounded a lot faster. Sometimes like that 90s was about a three or four years, you know. Uh, headache and then we rebounded so let's hope Kobe and Shaq
0: and everything was fine after that exactly (laughs) and
1: I think that's what's gonna happen here obviously you gotta get rid of that dead weight and to me not disrespecting these players but Melo I think Avery Bradley Ariza why'd you go get none and this guy didn't play a game they could you know what they could have had me on the bench over there and have the Lakers hopeful saying you know what Coop's gonna play one day Coop's gonna come he's gonna come this guy didn't play a game man why we got him on the team and I mean I like him too when he was at Miami he played well that one but you you bring in this guy and he never played a single game so I think that kind of stuff gotta go man you gotta get those out there I would have loved to see 21 with the high socks at the bench (laughs) Well, of course, I would have been in my uh, cities is what they call my my elegant clothes, my $3,000 shades and stuff. I'd have been nice over there. I'd have shaved and everything, so you wouldn't see all these great, but I would look nice over there.
0: What about Shaq? So, Sha- your Shaq said he'd coach the team for $25 million a year.
1: <clears throat> I've always said this great players don't make good coaches now right. Shaq probably could what he would he would uh, command his respect I think he would do that I don't know about his X's and O's if they're that strong because that Shaq was just a uh, a physical strength right. player so uh, you didn't take a lot of uh of a de- attention to detail for Shaq but uh, I coached the Lakers for 25 million <laughs> coached before so Shaq uh, you know what? Be careful what you ask for because you put that out there and you get it. Now, you don't know the headaches that come with that. You got to remember what kind of headache he was to Phil Jackson. So, oh, right. You, know, you got to think about uh, I
0: coach, I coached the Lakers for $25 million a year.
1: <laughs> like, all you did is dug, Shaq. What are you going to do? Like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyway, Shaq's a sharp guy, though, so he may have something hidden behind all that, but I'm with you. That's just a lot of fluff there, I think. But the Lakers, okay, so that's it. Now let's move to the Clippers. Two L.A. teams. You know what? The Crypto.com is truly a crypt now because there's no noise over there. (laughs) No games being played. It's real quiet on that side of town. Now all you can expect is the Kings when they come play a concert here and there or something that they got going on over there. And it's kind of like whispering in the winds, the Clippers. They really disappointed me, man. And I'm going back into the closet of being a closet Clipper fan again. I'm not coming out. I'm I'm back in because I was shocked at their play for them losing the games that they lost.
0: Uh it's hard to believe that both the, the Los Angeles teams didn't, you know, quote, unquote, make the playoffs. Um, I mean, the Clippers, obviously, historically, most of the time they haven't made the playoffs. <laughs> the Lakers are the exception here. But who do you think of those two teams is better off long term right now?
1: Oh, the Clippers. By far, Clippers are better off team. I, I think. think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. They got youth on their side. They got a lot of players. I think they're gonna have to make a decision on Kawhi. What is this guy gonna do? Uh, you know, I, I hate to say that Kawhi is gonna do what he did in San Antonio, sit out and then jump ship somewhere. It's like that's jumped, what he's gonna do. Now, if he jump ship uh, ship uh a couple of lockers down at the staples, I mean at the crypto and go with the Lakers, that would be ideal, but I don't see that happening. But just imagine, and I you know, we can be Tyrone Lou for a quick second. Imagine if I had everybody healthy and the team that he had that's, 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 you know, with Kawhi and Paul George not missing all the games and imagine what that guy would have had. You can uh championship.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, this team was supposed to be one of the best teams in the Western conference. Certainly one of the best teams, in the NBA this year. And, um, Kawhi well, but it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of like the Lakers. Yes. So, yes, they underachieved, but it's also hard to overlook the injuries, missed games, lack of chemistry and continuity with each player. And then, you know, the Kawhi drama, it's just hard to win when you've got that hanging over.
1: Yeah. But uh, again, with the Lakers, as with the I mean, with the Clippers, as with the Lakers, you got a chance to see their youth play. Yeah. And uh, that Batum, Pinard. You know, all the players they had, Jackson came into his own. Is he the point guard to carry us? I do believe that. But I think he needs to become more of a, of an assist point guard. Right now, he had to carry the load and become a scoring point guard. And with Kawhi and Paul George coming back, those guys in command had maybe 50 60% of the shot. So that cuts his shot ratio down a little bit. But I'm, I'm – um, and Powell, you got him coming in. I thought he was a big piece, although he didn't play well that last game. But, again, you got to give it to these guys for even coming and putting up the battle that they did under the circumstances. Again, remember, COVID was still kind of messing with the team early in the season. So uh, Coach Lou has a lot to look forward to. Uh, That team is going to go a long way, I think, in the future. And, again, as all teams, you got to be lucky and not get that injury bug hit your team the way it did. And I think he stayed competitive, uh, the Clippers. So I I like their team. I like them a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think the Lakers are better off, Coop. I think the Lakers are better off.
1: Lakers have too many holes to fill. And you know what? And, and all right, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt, you saying that, because you're in Dallas, and Mavericks, you like the Mavericks, and I, I know you are having a little sympathy with us, and I like that. I can see it in your little smirky smile. <laughs> uh, would love to have on a Boston set. I'd love to hear what Cornbread Maxwell would have to say now because of Celtics. Yeah, well, we don't want to have Maxwell on. He'd be talking I all think kinds like- of smack. <laughs> <laughs> especially with what they're doing to the Nets right now. You'd <laughs> really be calling us fakers, man. Oh yeah. They're killing the Nets. And that's the good segment. Uh, leeway. All right. Forget about the Lakers and Clippers. They're done for the season. Let's go to the playoffs. The playoffs are in full effect. I'm going to call out the series the way it go right now. You got the first one is Milwaukee, Chicago. I think that'd be an interesting series. I still see Milwaukee winning that four, two, your thoughts.
0: No, Chris Middleton. That's a huge loss. Uh, but look, if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo, you're the defending national. You know, the defending world champs. You, you, even without Middleton, you got to beat the
1: you got to beat the Bulls. Um, oh yeah, so. that's And the Bulls are a good team though, but they're just young, and you can see their usefulness in in some of the shots they take and some of the mistakes they make. Okay. Yeah. Uh The Heat and Cleveland is the cat. Heat and Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. I see that uh, uh, Hawks. Heat and Hawks. Hawks. I'm sorry, the Hawks. The Heat and the Hawks. I see that. A 4-1, possibly 4-2. Uh, I think the Hawks two-zero 2-0 have, Heat right now, by the way. I know, and I see that. that that's not going to change it with them going to Atlanta. I think that's what I said. The Hawks will possibly win one game at home. I think the Heat are a good enough season team where they can go on the road and steal one and then come back and finish them off. Your thoughts? I,
0: I think I think that's a, a 3-0 um, one win for the Hawks where – uh trey young just goes off so yeah I'll, I'll take that series a heat in five and by the way i'm taking the, the bucks in seven in that one oh no nah, i think that would be anyway uh <laughs> but that's our we get to do this okay uh
1: philly toronto um i think philly closes that out and sweeps them I see that four one. I think Toronto will play good enough up there because Philly hasn't shown that they're the real kick ass teams. I mean they're they're playing. Uh, they let that they let that team stay in the game with them a little bit, and then they take off. I see that four one. Toronto will, will put together one good game at home and get that one. Uh, Boston and Brooklyn. I'm going to take Boston in seven. Oh, I had that one in seven too, but I think for some reason. I think Brooklyn's going to put up a better fight. And I'm going to go, and I hate to say this, because you know I hate, well, not hate Boston, but I'm a Boston, yeah, I hate Boston. Uh, I, that possibly could be a 4-2 series, Boston, because they're yeah. playing well, man. And, yeah, and, they are.
0: You're right. And and the confidence,
1: the way that they just defended Durant in game two. It was great. You know, I love that fact. And that's what I'm saying. Here you are, have Udoko. That's the coach, right? Who has uh, uh, sat behind Pop all those years. And now he's coming in and putting his own stamp as far as I'm pretty sure he's doing some things that they did in San Antonio, those championship years. But now he's looking at his players and he's putting a different spin on it. They really had Kevin Durant bottled up, man. Uh, and I, you know, again, that was, I like the things that he did there, but
0: it was there impressive. you
1: go. That's the East. You got Boston at seven. I got them possibly six, maybe seven. It'll be good to see that series go seven. The NBA will love that because that's a good good little matchup. Okay. Out West, you got Memphis and Timberwolves. I got the Memphis four, two in that one. Big game they lost last night to Timberwolves after being up what 21 and then coming kind of losing that game.
0: Yeah, it's a great series. Uh, really good young players, teams that, you know, have not been I And mean, Memphis is kind of back after a few years off of um, being a playoff team, but obviously Minnesota back in the playoffs for the first time in forever. Um, I, I just sometimes when it comes to these series, I'll take the best player on the bet, you know, like, I'll just look at who's the best player in the series. I think it's John Morant. I'm gonna take Memphis to win this thing in six.
1: That kid is good, man. I did not like him when he first came in the league. Mm. I'm loving that guy now. He did an interview the other day with um, with uh, uh, what's the guy at TNT, uh, Charles Barkley. You're talking about uh, Eddie um, Kenny? Uh, yeah, Kenny, Kenny, the Jet. Kenny. He did an interview, and Kenny asked him a question. He said, "Would you rather score 30 points or get 20 assists?" And you know what? I asked my son that. And my son's 17. He plays. He goes, Dad, I'd rather have 30 points. And you know what? I probably nine out of 10. A kid will say that. Let's say eight out of 10. A kid will say that. John Moran said he'd rather have 20 assists. And I love the fact that he said that because, you know, what? great players make others around them better. And when you talk about 20 assists and he went on to say, you know what? I like to see my teammates smile after they score.
0: That that, that
1: that takes a lot right there, man. I spoke volumes for that young man. I love that. So That's a great teammate. No doubt about that. And see, I, I
0: thought he was the other way, though. I would say, do we, which one do we win? I
1: thought he would be uh, – uh, uh, I'm going with Memphis.
0: I'm gonna say no, no, Memphis. No, what I'm saying is if if they ask me the question, would you rather have 30 points or 20 assists, I'd say, which which one do we win? <laughs> win both of them, let's say. Oh, well, then probably 30 points because I'm selfish. <laughs> I do want to be on your
1: team. <laughs> anyway, move. Memphis. Uh, you got Memphis for you got them a, uh, what'd you say? 4-2? 4-2. 4-2. I'll go with that one. Okay. Denver, Golden State.
0: Yeah, that's a good series too. Um uh, Golden State. I'm taking Golden State. I got Golden State
1: 4-2. Yep. Possibly 4-1. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I, I I'll say 4-1. Four, one. I'm going to say 4-2. I think Denver has enough to pull off one game there, and I think they will play well enough one game up in Oakland uh, to beat them. But either way, you still got Golden State coming out on top with a not-really-healthy team. Curry coming off the bench, lim- a minute restriction, but he's starting to play better. So uh, Phoenix, New Orleans. This one sucks because of the injury. Um,
0: it, man, it's just, I'm going to take the Pelicans. I, I just think the Suns –
1: there are too many injuries. It's going to be tough to overcome. All right. You know what? I had them, but I I thought that I was thinking the same thing. I think with this team here, New Orleans is raising his head to be one of those contending playoff teams now, but I still think Phoenix has enough savvy. Obviously with Chris Paul has enough savvy to where they can pull that out. I'm saying four two, possibly four, three Phoenix. I'm going to say this. If Booker can come back and play on his level, the Suns will win, but man, that's, that's They tough. should be able to beat the Pelicans without Booker. True. I mean, still, I think you're going to ask ton to do a little bit more. Chris Paul's going to have to do a little bit more. I think their bench is going to be important, but Monty seems like he has a way to figure it out. It's going to be a good series, though. I'm taking the Pels in seven. Okay. I'm going to take uh, Phoenix in six. Huge upset do, there. Okay? And last but not least, your team down in Dallas, uh, Utah and Dallas. I felt If Utah could win last night, they were going to win that series. They couldn't. And I see the Mavs 4-2. Mavs in
0: three. Yeah, you have the playoffs. Hey, one last thing. Taylor Brunson's playing another
1: level right now. And and if they can get Luka. (laughs) Well, if Forget he comes it. back, yeah, that'd be over quick. Forget but it. I, I, I think he's going to – I think Jason Kidd is going to hold him out as long as possible and yeah. go with that team. I think let the, let the Luka get really healthy. And I think they, they're good enough to beat uh, Utah because the Utah, you can see, man, they almost packing it in. Uh, first time I ever heard a Utah
0: crowd boo. Yeah, that's that's you're right. That's unbelievable. And that's a franchise that under Jerry Sloan won – I mean, playoffs every year, one, two, three. I mean, it's incredible.
1: Um, But even though they weren't winning, you never heard the crowd boo. Right. Never heard them boo. They were playing hard. And for that team to get booed in the first half, Mm. and I kind of see Donovan uh, Mitchell almost quitting. I can almost see him. He's not going as hard. He's not hitting jump shots. You're right. I think think, think the writing's on the wall for his tenure there to be over with. So that's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, last thing before we wrap this one up, Ari, is I want to talk about an LA legend that has passed away, man, and Freeman Williams. Freeman Williams uh, played at Manual Arts, went on to play at Portland State. At Portland State, this guy averaged 38 points a game, coming from Los Angeles, uh, 6'4 scorer. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've heard of Raymond Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Freeman Williams is right behind him in the LA lore of great players. And Freeman Williams passed away on um, Monday. Uh, Health issues, but they still haven't determined it. But again, this is a kid, man, that I grew up playing with in the summertime. Uh, You know, being from Pasadena, everybody was talking about oh, the best players in LA. So me and my friends would get in the car and drive out here to LA. And we played in this league as we got older. Called the run is called the Joe weekly league It was the run shooting dunk held at Crenshaw High School Willie West one of the greatest LA coaches uh that's ever coached in high school and they had a, a summer league and it went on for about 25 years this league but every great player is almost like the the West Coast Rector League you know the record league in New York this was con- rivaled that wow you had some of the greatest players that ever played and Freeman Williams uh was playing in that so i had played against this guy since high school he went to manual arts to pasadena and every time we saw him freeman would give us numbers uh freeman uh 81 points in a game wow Uh, several times the guy would score like 50 i I mean a phenomenal score and ari did this without a three-point line yeah that's incredible and he already scored 50 on you though right no no hell no (laughs) hell no he only gave me he only gave me 32 <laughs> but but freeman man just a great guy uh went on in the nba played uh played eight years in the nba played with the clippers i got a chance to see him actually somebody sent me something when he passed away the other day and it was a, like a highlight reel and unfortunately i was in a several of them but uh, it's when the Clippers played at the old uh, sports arena before they tore it down. But Freeman Williams, man, just a great, great player. Again, one of the best LA legends to ever play this game, man. Died at the age of 65. I was one month older than him. Wow. My birthday is April 15th, 1956. Thank, Thank you, all. but I don't have birthdays anymore. His birthday was May 15th, wow. 1956. So just wanted to give him a shout-out, man. Uh, Too young, yeah. Yeah, yeah, too young man. and one of the nicest guys. The cocky motherfucker though. When you play against him, like he tell you in a minute, you can't fucking guard me. Get off well, me. You, you know? Yeah, you
0: score eighty one. You're gonna you're gonna have you know you score fifty consistently.
1: You're gonna have some some swagger to you. Man, this fucker didn't have a chip on his shoulder. He had a log on his shoulder. Man, he was just <laughs> pissed off at everybody and could nobody <laughs> do anything with him. And you know what? Like I say, shout out to my man Freeman Williams. There you have another episode of uh, Showtime with Coop. We're going to come back. Got a guest next week. All right. I'm going to surprise you. I got a real good guest. Man. Awesome. There's somebody that you're going to really appreciate and that they appreciate. And the funny part about it is this guest came and asked me. Usually I'm calling people. Hey, can you come on and do the show? So this guy called me cool. You ain't called me to do your show? Okay. All right. So, hey, got a great guest. All right. Nice. Um, we got to get in a couple of more. I know that. That was lagging this week, but it's been difficult. But there you have it, Ari, the playoff. We talked about the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, and everything else that's going on. We're going to save winning time because I know you want to get into that about uh, Jerry West and all the things on this show. is just so, so BS, man. But people are loving it. It's made for TV. I'm going to do you, Ari, this favor just because of you. I'm gonna watch one episode, <laughs> one episode, so we can talk about it, and Perfect. I can know
0: what I'm talking about.
1: Watch the first episode, and we'll come back and talk
0: about it, and then we can complain about it.
1: Yes, because I got a lot of complaints about it, and a lot of people because they're doing harm to a, several of my friends. That are that, it's so untrue, and Jerry West is one of them. so untrue on what they're saying about Jerry. Jerry was nothing like the portraying him. But there you have it, Ari. Always man, take care, my brother. I'll you talk too. to you next You're the week. Best. Okay. Later. Cool. Later.